1: Do you remember those old school cartoons of Coyote and Roadrunner where the Coyote is just constantly chasing the Roadrunner and he can never catch him and he's always doing all these uh, kind of tricks and traps and stuff that just never seem to work. And oftentimes you'll see on that show where he'll light a fuse and you see the fuse being lit and the fuse just dwindling down and down and down into this place of explosives, right? Well, if you can imagine Matthew's gospel in kind of that way, that's kind of what's happening here. We're getting closer and closer. The fuse has been lit on jesus's life and we're getting closer and closer and closer to the biggest climactic moment of jesus's life which is his death and resurrection and so matthew is getting us there by recording three different places where jesus has actually recorded or prophesied the fact that he is going to be crucified he's going to die and he's going to rise again and another one of those comes in matthew chapter 20 verses 17 through 19 where jesus yet again predicts his death burial and resurrection and he's getting to this place where you It's almost funny now. He said this three times and yet still when it happens, the disciples are seemingly shocked even though Jesus has told them so many times that he's going to die and he's going to rise again. And it makes sense that they're shocked though, right? I mean, this is a pretty crazy thing to tell someone that's gonna happen. And so they're still shocked and surprised. But Matthew is recording this to let us know that Jesus knew very well what was waiting for him when he got to Jerusalem. Jesus knew very well where his life was going. And so that's the third time that Jesus predicts his death, burial, and resurrection. But then Matthew records in verses 20 through 28, um, this moment where James and John's mom, uh, the Bible says the mother of of Zebedee's sons approached him with their sons. This is James and John's mom. And I love it. She comes up and she asked Jesus if her two sons could sit one on his right and one on his left when he gets into the kingdom of heaven. So when Jesus is exalted in the kingdom of heaven, she's asking, can both of my sons sit at both of your sides? Which real quick, just shout out to moms, right? Wanting the very best for their sons. And she's going to Jesus, going to bat for her two boys. And I love what Jesus says is remember we talked about this at the beginning of matthew chapter 20 is jesus was on this kick for a few uh, parables where he's talking about the idea that the first shall be last in the kingdom of god that the first shall be last and the last shall be first and and remember We've talked a lot in the Gospel of Matthew, especially, especially in Matthew chapter five through seven, where Jesus is laying out what it looks like to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. That a citizen of the kingdom of God should live differently than a citizen of the kingdom of this world, and he's kind of hammering that on here again. And it's this yet again another lesson at humility, right? So he says in verse twenty-three, he says this: "You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right and left hand is not mine to give. Instead," It is for those for whom has been prepared by my father. So Jesus is like, you're asking me something that only my father can divvy up. And I love what happens in verse 24. It says this, when the disciples heard this, when the 10 disciples heard this, they became indignant, which means they became angry or, or furious, right? And listen to what it says. Um, they became indignant with the two brothers. It's it's almost funny. They get mad that James and John's mom has coming to bat for them. They get, they get frustrated that they're using their mom to come and ask this question and And I love how Jesus responds. Jesus responds in a way that basically says, you you guys are arguing about things you shouldn't be arguing about. So so he says, you're arguing about things. In verse 24, he says, you're arguing things about that Gentiles argue about. He says, Gentiles are worried about what place they have in the kingdom. Gentiles are worried about how highly exalted they are. He says, as members of my kingdom, as citizens of my kingdom, that's not something you should to be worrying about. He says, man, you should just be grateful that you're in the kingdom right? Yeah, you know, I think it's a good thing to just remind yourself and for me to remind myself of the gospel. And I think we need to remind ourselves that we don't deserve the good news that Jesus brings for us. We we frankly just don't deserve it. I mean, in our sin and our rebellion against God, we, we don't deserve the good news of the gospel because if you think that you deserve it, then you will begin to think that you deserve a high place in his kingdom, right? So if I think that I deserve the good news of the gospel if I think I deserve the mercy and the love of Jesus then inevitably I'm going to begin to think that I deserve a high place in his kingdom right? but on the opposite of that if you get and begin to realize that it's just by God's mercy that you have what you have that that it's just by God's mercy and his grace and his love that you've received the goodness of the gospel then it, it really doesn't matter what seat you have in the kingdom of heaven you're just happy to be in the kingdom of heaven, right? So so instead of thinking that you deserve this, if you realize that you don't deserve God's mercy, if you don't deserve his love and his favor, if you realize you don't deserve those things, then you're not worried about what seat you're getting, you're just happy to be there. And Jesus has given us this lesson on humility here. And here's what I love. In verse 28, he says this, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so this picture of humility, Jesus is about to paint this in such a powerful, um, incredible way. And he's about to paint it in the way that he goes to the cross to die for our sins. He's about to come and serve humanity in the most beautiful way possible. And so Jesus is telling us something to, to humble ourselves, right? to serve and not be served. But what's awesome about Jesus is he doesn't just tell us this and then not show us. He he tells his disciple this and he's about to exemplify this and display this in such an incredibly awesome and powerful way in his death, burial, and resurrection.
0: Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 615